Welcome to the Spiritual Sanctuary, where we come together every Sunday as a community to share spiritual teachings as both students and teachers of everything related to God, divinity, ascension, 5D consciousness, and the law of attraction. My name is Lisa Dovgish. I'm a manifestation mindset coach. My name is Lara Gray. I'm an intuitive healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach. And to start out our episode together, I want to create sacred space and take the time to sync our breathing. Um, so wherever you may be in the world, I ask that you take a moment to take three deep breaths with us. On three, two, one, inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale. And one last time, inhale. And exhale. Perfect. All right. So I guess I will start us off with our topic today, which kind of came to me on a whim earlier today. <laughs> we had not planned a topic yet for today's episode. But my idea for this episode is, and I feel like this is kind of like a conflicting thing that I think a lot of people run into this conflict where they're like, it's confusing, I guess. I should just get into the topic because I feel like I'm confusing people more by <laughs> talking about it in this way. But it's the idea that you are God and that God is within you and that you are a part of God while also worshipping and serving a God that's external, like that's outside of you. Because I think that, especially within like the New Age community, there's this idea, which I agree with, that we are all a part of God consciousness, and we're all a part of God, and we're all co-creators, and we're all part of the universe, the universe is inside of us. But at the same time, we still use these terms, and like you and I specifically talk about praying to God and giving things up to God, and that's confusing for people, because they're like... Well, if you if you're God and God's within you, then like who are you worshiping outside of yourself? Because you shouldn't be worshiping anything outside of yourself. And I guess that's also kind of ties in with this idea of that you have everything you need within, and you don't need any external person or thing. I mean, even when you look at like your spirit guides, your mentors, aliens, all of these beings. They're here to help us, but we don't really need them. Like, we're, we have everything we need already within us. We are the almighty, powerful everything, and it's all within us. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it gets confusing for people because it's like, if that's the case, then what is this external thing that we're worshiping? And then kind of also that ties in with the law of attraction and manifestation, where we say things like, oh, well, just like, let go and give it up to God and just ask for that which is in your highest good. And then we're also like, you create your reality and like, you get to pick what you want to create and like, you're, you're, yeah, you are the creator of your own reality. So it's like, those things feel contradictory. What's the word? Contradictory. <laughs> okay, they feel contradictory. <laughs> so just kind of, and I feel like they, they're not really contradictory, like they go together and there's, there's a lot to say about it, and that's why I wanted to talk about that today, because um, I brought that up with a client yesterday, and I thought that was kind of something interesting to talk about. So, I mean, just after my little rant here, what, what are your thoughts about that topic? Yeah, the first thing that comes to mind is, 
as a manifestation mindset coach, I actually teach the law of one to my clients. We have a specific session dedicated to just talking about the law of one. Some people kind of get it. Some people have a really hard time wrapping their head around. And I am not sure why that is. I think it's probably just some people are more connected to their higher self. And so they intuitively can feel like, oh, this this information is true. Like their clear cognizance is strong. Right. I also think, I mean, part of it, I think too, is like the background that you come from. Because even for me with like the law of one, everything clicked, but it's also, I already had this foundation in place of knowledge that kind of aligned with that. Like I feel like, th- mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It wasn't like going from this extreme idea of a Christian God or atheism or nothing at all to all of a sudden right being introduced to the concept of law of one that i feel i feel like it can feel overwhelming then oh for that sure can play a part in that yeah yeah i think um i can't remember what the term is but i keep seeing stuff about it on tiktok and it's like when someone when a when a christian person specifically starts like unlearning all the toxic shit that they were taught and I can't remember what the term for it is, but, like, I see a lot of people, because for some reason TikTok, like, wants to put me on Christian TikTok. I have no clue why. Um, but I've seen that, and I, and I think that that is part of it, too. In order to understand that we are all connected, like, even if you don't think that you have some kind of, you know, upbringing that's, like, strict or religious or anything like that, I think that we still have these limitations that are put into place in their subconscious, right? And so we have to be able to just have that self-awareness. I think it's really just about having self-awareness and being able to, from that point, decide, okay, does this serve me? Does this not serve me? And at the end of the day, something that I, that I tell my clients is like, you are a speck of sand on a cosmic beach. So it's like you're as much of the beach as anything else on the beach, right? You're like, the, you need all of the sand to make up the beach. But it's also so beyond you. Like a speck of sand doesn't know that it's part of a beach, right? So it's like, that's where I think when it comes to thinking about how am I connected to God? How is God within me? How am I God and all I need is me? It's not that all you need is you, because at the end of the day, let me put it this way. We don't need other people, right? But that doesn't mean that we should pursue that until it gets extreme. If everything is you, it's not even really other people. It's like that is also you. So like, of course, naturally, that's going to be part of your life and other people are going to be part of your life and all that stuff, right? Because it's like, you're the same thing. I hope that's making any any kind of sense. (laughs) But I also like know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like we should give a little bit of background for people listening that are not familiar with the Law of One or the raw material. So the Law of One, the way it explains God is as the source of everything. And it's pure love, just love and and light. So love Mm -hmm. and wisdom. And what we are, what what the universe is, what creation is, what existence is, is that pure consciousness having split itself into endless pieces of smaller consciousness in order to experience itself through these different levels of consciousness, through different planets, through different universes, mm-hmm. 
through different experiences. So it's just, we are love experiencing itself, essentially. Mm-hmm. And we've been put on earth with this veil of forgetfulness so that it's almost like um, like we're in a dream. This is something Aaron Apke taught. I feel like this is like the Aaron Apke podcast because every episode we're like, Aaron said. <laughs> we have to wait until he actually gets <laughs> on um, the podcast to talk about his shit. But yeah, so Aaron's talking about it. He, re- he described it as a dream. So if you fall asleep and you go into a dream-like state, it's essential that you forget who you are. You have to forget the fact that, you know, I have to forget that I'm loud. I have to forget that I'm laying in bed, that I'm asleep, and that my partner's laying next to me, and that my dogs are laying at the foot of the bed. Like, I have to forget all of these things in order for me to fully experience the dream. Because, like, let's say in the dream, I'm running away from a dinosaur. I wouldn't, like, have the experience of running away from a dinosaur and, like, being scared Mm -hmm. and running away if I knew that I was actually just me sleeping, right? So Mm -hmm. in order for me to have the actual experience of running away from a dinosaur, I have to forget that I'm me and that I'm sleeping and that Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, like, I have to forget where I really come from. So that's kind of the idea. It's like we're living in a dream. And that's kind of what um, the four of agree... Man, I'm, like, all over the place. The four agreements, um, that book by... My boy, Don Miguel yes, Ruiz. thank you, mm-hmm. talks about it's like we're in a dream, we're living a dream. Um, and so I feel like that kind of ties in together. But what I was saying to my client yesterday, which I think is super, super interesting too, or not interesting, I think it's just, it shines a new perspective on it, is I guess what I'm trying to say, is that even though you are, so you're just a piece of, god source consciousness experiencing itself so you are a part of the source you are in reality the source all of this is a dream separation is an illusion but there's still a part of that consciousness that remembers what it is right it's not like it Mm -hmm. just divided Mm -hmm. itself into endless pieces and then had every single piece of itself forget what it is there's still a part of it that remembers and yeah. that part is what we refer to and experience as God. And it's just us without the veil guiding us. And then like we obviously as humans, we're dealing with the ego. We're dealing with the veil of forgetfulness. So we're not operating from this kind of pure place. Like we don't really see the world and our experience through the eyes of that pure consciousness, we have these limitations put on us so that we can have this experience. And so we don't always know what's in our highest good. And we can't always see the bigger picture because we're, like you said, we're that grain of sand. Like there's still, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's still the part of us that like sees the whole beach, sees the sand is like moving the specks of sand around. Right. Right? But that doesn't mean that we comprehend it in any way. Exactly. (laughs) Like we can see it and experience it. But we don't know what it is. Exactly, exactly. I think that that's part of um, what I was thinking about today, too, is, like, we we explain these concepts, but it's, like, it's so beyond us. Like, it sounds sort of insane because it's so, like, our human mind can't grasp it. But then right. it rings true because there's that, like, there's that eye within us that, like, that, that knowing within us that it clicks and it resonates and we go, wow, like, that that sounds like the truth and like I I resonate with that on a deeper level and like something about that just feels right but that doesn't mean that we can actually and I don't think it's it's not possible for us in this human experience to actually 
comprehend or grasp that because even when you think about how how pure that light is, how pure that love is, it would like our human body could not handle that, right? Our like yeah. we could not, we would literally burn right. away just from the love. We would turn to ash because yeah, no, that's very true. And that's the same reason that when I work with clients and I introduce them to the, you know, the journey of souls, um, also similar to Dolores Cannon's work, no one that I've ever spoken to or any client that I've ever spoken to, not even any person that I've spoken to just in my personal life that I've talked to about these topics has told me, oh yeah, no, that's bullshit. That can't be right. Everyone's always like, whoa, (laughs) like they're like, that that really adds up, you know, like, I don't see any holes in that. And I think that, yeah, that's a that's a real testament to that clear cognizance that we have. And it's that, you know, it's it's like that thread, like you talked about, it's like, that's something that connects us. It's like, we have this thread that's connected to the divine creator. I was telling you, because I started reading that book you recommended, Mary Magdalene Revealed, and it talks about her. I just, I was trying to come up with this word yesterday. What's it called? Their, their book, their scripture, their, their Bible? No, like what? <laughs> like the book that they each wrote. The followers uh, of Christ. I don't even remember what the word was. Oh, the, followers. Di- the disciples. <laughs> they all wrote their own. What did they write? I feel like most of people are listening and they're going to be like saying the word. <laughs> <laughs> They wrote the Ten Commandments. No, no that's hold right. on. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna grab the book just so I can tell you. It's the gospel. The gospel. Yeah. Why yes, did yes, I yes. not think of that? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So it's about Mary Magdalene's gospel, and it talks about how uh, um, they recovered three copies of it, and then the first six six pages and all three copies are missing, as well as the middle four pages. And then the middle four pages, it's basically it has like the question leading up. So it has Mary asking Jesus a question and then where he would, he begins to answer. Then the rest of the answer is four pages ripped out. But what it alludes to and why it's so powerful is that Jesus is essentially saying that I feel like I should pull this up so I can like quote it. Okay. Yeah. A person does not see with the soul or with the spirit, rather the mind, which exists between the two sees the vision and that is what dot 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 and so oh this is an answer to the question so now lord does a person who see a vision see it with the soul or with the spirit and so he is basically alluding to there being this in-between place she talks about how mind um is actually the greek word it's new which i'm probably not pronouncing that right but um it's the vision or perception of the soul and Mm. so what the question or what his answer kind of alludes to which obviously there's four pages missing so we can't say for sure what the answer alludes to is that um a form of spiritual i'm just going to quote this a form of spiritual perception that allows us to know what's real what's lasting and what's actually true the authority to tell the truth about our own story is like this eyesight we have within us So it's like we have this vision within us that can, and I've always felt that way because I always, 
And I say this to my, like, even before reading this book, because I just read this a few days ago, but I always say to everyone, and that's not like I have somebody that told me this, or I read this in a book, that I just always felt like you can count, like, you can trust in your own heart to know what's true and what's false. Like, there's Mm -hmm. something, like, an inner knowing within you, but I also think that that, it does change kind of based on where you're at in your life, you know, or what you're past this I guess or what you're ready for what you're ready to understand like there's going to be concepts mm-hmm. that are really beyond us that we're not going to be able to understand now and mm-hmm. there's stuff that I understand now that two years ago I was like whatever you know like that sounds like some loony shit yeah so but I do believe there's always so and whenever I explain these concepts to my clients I'm like listen I'm not saying this is fact this is just what I believe in this is it it seems logical to me it makes sense to me and from my own experience it it all adds up but you know i might be wrong so just it's just a theory at the end of the day all this is just a theory right but you know take take from it what you resonate with and and leave what you don't but the same like as you said every time i explain like the law of one or explain these concepts everyone's like wow like it clicks like that feels right Mm -hmm. like people resonate because it it hits that i feel like they're seeing with that that inner eye, that inner knowing, that spiritual perception, they're perceiving that to be the truth. And I feel like that's part of the reason why that was ripped out of Mary Magdalene's gospel, because the church wouldn't want the people to know that they had that vision within themselves. They instead wanted, because I feel like anything that's fear-based is not a reliable like, you know, like, if you have to believe something because you're scared of what will happen if you don't believe it, that, like, that fear, your emotion gives it away. It's it's false. It's not a truth. It promotes duality, for sure. It's not the truth because the truth is oneness. That's why the law is one. So anything that is not coming from that sentiment of being unity, it's promoting duality. That's the opposite of unity. <laughs> Exactly. And so it's like, that's, but that fear is how you, the way you use to control people. So it's like with the church, the church would not want you to know that. And I feel like a big thing to understand with this too, is it's not like the people at the church now actively sitting there, you know, the pastor's not on his laptop. Oh, how am I going to keep the people from knowing that we're all connected? Like this is stuff that's been passed down for so long. Like whoever made yeah, that for sure. Made that's that really important. Yeah, yeah, that's really important to talk about too. Because and I was and I um I was watching uh, Sacred Power with Caroline Mice on uh, Gaia TV, and something interesting that she said that I told you about the other day. I was like, whoa, this totally like shows why the podcast is important. Um, But what she was saying is basically we have our basis for religion and for God or our, our traditional concept of God that we've had for thousands of years, which is that God is in the image of us. So God looks like us. God is a man. God is whatever. And, and through every culture, you can see this through history right? Whether it's we're looking at Hinduism, whether we're looking at Christianity, whether we're looking at uh, Catholicism, Russian Orthodox, if we're looking at at any of these religions, right? It's all about some kind of gods, quote unquote, that are in the image of us, right? And or angels or whatever it is, whatever divine creatures they want to put in there. 
right? There's all kinds of different things. But at the end of the day, so there's this traditional concept. And now we're in the space in our collective consciousness where we've ascended enough that now we can see the illusion in that traditional idea. But we have yet to figure out what it is that we're going to believe now. Are we going to believe in this cosmic God, that the universe is God, that everything is God, which is where we're leaning now. But I think it's really important to keep in mind that we're in this transition. We don't know what the answer is yet. We don't know the way that, you know, in the Middle Ages, people could for sure tell you, yeah, God's real. God's real, and this is what he looks like, and this is the whatever, whatever my background is in learning about it, <laughs> right? Jesus died, blah, 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 okay, all whatever it is, right? whatever that version of the story is. And it's important to note that, like, we don't know, so that's why it's really important to also see yourself as that connection to God, because your relationship to God has to be personal, because otherwise we we haven't figured out what it is. We don't have a concrete knowing like the ancient peoples did. So the best thing you have is your intuition and is your your own connection, your own thread to the creator. And we can't experience that connection clearly and without buffers and without, you know, illusions unless we work through our shit, unless we remove everything that's weighing us down and keeping our perspective so limited in this bubble. I like that. It kind of makes me think too about um, something else Aaron said. <laughs> um, Mr. Aaron yes. Apke represents. Okay. Um, I feel like I've watched all of his videos. I haven't really, but I've watched a lot. <laughs> and I feel like that's where a lot of, like, he's so underrated. Like, I feel like he is Oh, he's so... going to get way more, way more followers. Oh, 100%. Like, he's such he's an amazing, incredible teacher. Like, everything he talks about, I'm just, like, floored every single time. He's really grounded, is the thing. It's like, that's what I really appreciate. Definitely, yeah. And he's just, like, his. he's such a wide range of knowledge. And everything he teaches about, I'm just, like, everything just resonates. And every video, I'm just, like, whoa, whoa. And then I talk <laughs> to people about it. And I've only been on this journey for, like, a year. And I tell people I've only been on this journey for a year. They're like, you know so much. How do you know so much? I'm like, well, you know, start by binge watching Aaron Apke's videos. Um, but okay, one thing he talks about is how every every single like possession, every single thing that you add to your reality isn't something that takes you further away from knowing God and knowing who you really are. So it's like, yeah, you, I see that. You, the 100%. truth of who you are is you completely stripped down to just yourself and it's like he kind of talks about how you know a lot of celebrities are very very unhappy and very miserable because they have so many things and it's like everything that they get it's almost like it separates you more from and people don't really like to hear that because you know our egos like we like to have stuff i like right. to have stuff <laughs> yeah yeah same so i think but yeah that 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 definitely aligns with what you're talking about and just to go into that just this whole concept of what I was talking about um, in the introduction there of like, if we are the creators of our own reality, we're a piece of God consciousness. Cause in reality we are life, right? We're everything. Like the illusion is that we are a separate entity, that we are separate from life. That's the illusion. The illusion is that we're separate from life, we're separate from each other, we're separate from God. That's the illusion. We're actually all one thing, just existing and being and moving. And so we have to recognize that in order to really find that 
that freedom and that inner peace. And when it comes to creating your own reality, there's always that kind of contradicting lesson of you can have everything you want and you're, you're, you're your own creator of your own reality. Like you can manifest whatever you want. You can create whatever you want. You're worthy of everything your heart desires. And there's moments and I've been through this struggle too, where I feel really empowered and I'm like, Oh, I can manifest this if I want to, like I can do whatever I want. And there's other moments where this idea of, Oh, well, like you don't know, you don't know best. You don't know what you want or what you need. Like you have to leave it up to your higher self. You just have to ask for what's in your highest good and not try to ask for specific things. And those things feel very conflicting because it's like one day it's like, Oh, but I do get to decide what I want and I want this one thing. But I think the difference is, is it your ego wanting something or is it your heart wanting something? Because like what's in your heart and that's talking about a healed heart, right? I'm not talking about if your heart, if you have walls up, if you have shit to heal through, you know, heal through it because that's going to in some way, shape or form, it's extra baggage, right? It's stuff that's separating you and removing you from your true self when your heart's healed and your heart's completely open and you're living from your heart and you see life through the eyes of your heart and through the eyes of love you kind of gain a clarity like I said it's your inner compass I've said that before when you think of something that you want in life maybe you want to like help people or you want to heal people or you want to live in this beautiful piece of land and like be amongst nature and just like you know what I mean things that kind of come from this abundance mindset and this mindset of just wanting to enjoy and experience and live life and just be and everything's love and but everything's already enough it's not coming from a place of perceived lack it's not coming from a place of well I'm unhappy with where I live now and I'm miserable and this place isn't good enough so I want to live here in this nice paradise because then I'm going to be happy that's the ego talking but when you're coming from this place of just experiencing the world through the eyes of love and through your heart and your soul kind of gets set on fire with things where you feel that passion of like oh I want to do this like this is what I'm meant to do I feel like those are the things that you can pour your energy into and they will very easily manifest because all you have to do essentially is just take the action to achieve them and make them happen then it's going to fall into place for you and you're going to be supported on that path so it's almost not even a matter of actively manifesting it like you know like for me for example I want my coaching business and my healing business to be successful and I want it to be successful I'm ha- I'm really happy now right I'm completely content I'm fulfilled I'm happy I love my life and I want to be successful because I want to help more people because I want to touch more people because I want to help just bridge this gap and help transform lives and like that's where it's coming from and it like sets my heart on fire and I understand that all I need I don't need to like sit here and manifest that I don't have to like write on a piece of paper that that's what I want to happen want to happen I don't have to sit write down 20 times I'm going to be successful I'm going to be successful I know I'm going to be successful and all I have to do is just take the next step, sorry take the next step take the next right action and I'm going to be supported in that and it's going to pan out exactly how it's meant to to serve the most people and to love the most people and to help the most people to bring the most love to me and I do recognize that 
it might not look exactly like the image I have in my head, right? Because there might be something even better planned for me than the image that I can conjure up. But I know the direction I'm going in and that feels right. And I don't know, I don't need to, my ego doesn't feel the need to step in and like try to control what that looks like. Yeah, for sure. I think definitely the the point that you met about earthly possessions weighing you down, right? Because that does make me think of, yeah, the way that we really remove ourselves and the way that having having those desires that are so far removed, like it's it's just a distraction, you know, it like distracts you from looking for the truth and often being on that truthful path, being on your highest path forces you to break a lot of those addictions that you have that you don't even realize are addictions, like your addiction to pain, your, you know, addiction to things, your addiction to eating, like whatever it is, you have to remove those and understand that you are whole. And that journey in and of itself of getting closer to your higher self, that's, you know, all these stories that I'm hearing about, like Moldavite, that's all, that's the common thread is that you are, are it's not that you're not ready but it's like you aren't anticipating when you're making this change how deep it's gonna go and how much stuff you're gonna have to let go of and healing that's gonna need to happen for you to achieve this goal of being connected to your higher self and that that path I think is really terrifying for most people because all they've experienced is pain in their life or or some variation or, or trauma or whatever it is right and they don't want to add on to that but you're limited by that because you've ne- you you have no clue what it means to have that love to have that kindness freedom. and acceptance right to have that freedom and it's because you you've you've never known it and you don't have faith in it. You don't trust in it. That even though you haven't experienced it, that it is available to you. If you go through all this shit of self-sabotage, because that's all it is, just removing layers of self-sabotaging that go deeper and deeper, and then you get to the core and you can feel that. But the important thing is having that faith and that trust that that's there. A lot of people aren't willing to take that step of unconditional faith and trust. Well, it's hard because we're we're so trapped in the illusion so it's like if your safety blanket is having stuff and that's what you think like you're lacking fulfillment you're lacking love and the reason is because you have so much stuff but you think that the stuff is gonna give you it right it's really hard to let go of the stuff because that's like letting go of the thing that's giving you that false sense of having it I'm, I'm thinking about this, like, also, I just wanted to touch real quick, because you mentioned Moldavite, just for anyone who doesn't know, Moldavite's a crystal, so, what the crystal apparently does, seemingly does, a lot of people's experiences, it helps you get rid of anything in your life that doesn't align with your highest good, so it's like, it brings up a lot of stuff, like, if you wear it, you're probably going to get triggered with a lot of your childhood trauma, things are going to really rapidly change, and it's all for your highest good, but it's very, very confrontational, especially when you're not ready for it, but when I just think about, like, meditation for for example, and just being connected to source, the best way to do that is to be out in nature and to just silence your mind, no thoughts, not like a guided meditation, just silence your thoughts and just connect. And that's really the best way to do it is to remove everything. And so when you think about that in terms of how we live our life, it's like we remove ourselves from nature, we put ourselves in a house, right? We put ourselves in a box that creates 
that's separation to a certain extent. It's still still possible for us to connect. Then we surround ourselves by all of these things that are going to give us that false sense of joy, of fulfillment, of, of having enough. And then the more things we have, the more things we need because we get addicted to that quick dopamine rush of buying an item or getting an item. And then we, you know, we get books and then we distract ourselves with books and then we get our phones and then we distract ourselves with our phones and then we make friends and we make plans and we have to go to restaurants we have to eat dinner and we have to you know we start our business and we have all this stuff going on it's like a million things keeping you from just being and just connecting and obviously that's life right like we we want to have a community we want to have friends we want to have something we're passionate about like it's totally fine there's no like we're not no shaming you for there's, there's being alive balance <laughs> i'm sitting here with my with my two dogs and my wrapped in my blanket with my all my stuff you know like i have a lot of stuff <laughs> so yeah I'm, there's no shaming there i think that you have to find a balance in that because we are having this human experience and it's not the point is not necessarily for us to how do I say this? Like you did not come here to have an, a human experience to try to run away from the human experience and to try to transcend it. Yeah. And because then what's the point? <laughs> exactly. Like you came here to ha- have the human experience. So like have the human experience. Don't shame yourself for being a human being. Mm-hmm. But like just it's I think it's about consciousness and awareness and do do take the time to remove those things and and get closer. And I think like living a minimalist lifestyle, there's a lot of power in that. And I think, yeah, even in that book um, that you recommended to me too, it's not your money by Tasha Silver. She talks about kind of purging and like cleaning out your closet, Mm -hmm, like offering mm -hmm. things up to the, to the divine to make room for more to come in for more love for more of what's really lasting and fulfilling to come in because you're clearing out the stuff that's taking up space that's not lasting and fulfilling yeah you know that makes me think of the like monks and priests and all these really strictly religious or i guess I don't know what the Spiritual. word you would use. Yeah, like, I mean, they're they're really following whatever the religion states is, like, the highest form of worship, you know? And we see examples of that in, in every culture, I mean, in different ways. But, you know, there's there's the path of the evolved, and then there's the path of the rest of the people, you know? And I think that looking at that, you know, it just goes to show that there's no wrong way to worship or there's no wrong way to have this faith because again going back to the law of one it's all you it's all the same thing so there is truth in everything there's truth in all of it yeah i think about that a lot actually especially with um the monks like they they really do like they give up family they give up friends i mean obviously they have their little monk community (laughs) but I'm sure, like they, I don't know, but a lot of them don't talk either, right? I feel like I don't know that much about monks, but the general idea is that they give everything up, so they just like yeah, they have like bland foods and pretty much every every like what's the word? Every part of the human experience is kind of toned down. Yeah, so they just like walk around in their robes and they don't talk and they don't. But it's still they're very happy. Like (laughs) it's a very deep, deep spiritual. But we're just trying to. People know what we're talking. They get it. Um, But yeah, so they all they do all day is meditate and worship and connect to God. Right. And they're extremely happy and fulfilled in doing that. I assume. I mean, I don't know why you would keep doing that if if you weren't. Mm -hmm. But that is this path that some of them are walking in. I don't feel like it's necessarily a requirement Mm -hmm. to 
move into 4D consciousness or to like right. upgrade to the next level. Like I don't think you have to live a life like that. There's a lot of different ways to get to know love and God did not create all of this for us to not enjoy it. You know what I mean? Like I imagine that I remember um that when you were here, remember we were talking about you were visiting, we were talking about how just the experience of God is just such like a quiet yeah. experience. Uh-huh. Like no, nothing matter, nothing like it's just Yeah, exactly. It's pure being, pure consciousness and pure love for everything. So I really do think like in that sense you don't need anything. But it's still like we still get to have fun and enjoy ourselves. Like exactly, we we can experience God through love and through joy and through laughter and through all of these positive things, right? That's the whole point: is that God's here or loves here to experience itself through us, right? And I think the only way to ascend past you know this stage that we're in in consciousness as as humans and you know as our souls. The lesson isn't to learn how much we can push it away and how much we can reject it. The lesson is how much we can embrace it. Because what is integration? Integration is combining. It's about transforming into something new with different ingredients, <laughs> right? And so that's where we're... It's not It's not an act of, I mean, I guess in a way, like, if we're looking at the law of one, like, they're opposites, you know, so, like, the law of reduction is the law of, you know, um, I don't know what the opposite, increasing <laughs> of, of multiplication, right? Like, it's, it's the same thing, but I think at the end of the day, rejecting it and pushing it away is just basically you splitting yourself up more and more and more, because what you're doing is you're putting more of your energy into your ego, and so you're, you are literally splitting yourself. You're splitting yourself from your soul, which is your connection to your heart self and to God. And so you're just, you're doing the thing that, you know, you did in the first place to like get yourself into this place, but even further in the experience. Yeah. The place of rejecting something and pushing something away is the place of judging it as wrong. And the it's the act, it's not what's wrong or right. It's the act of judging that separates us from God. I feel like that's how... We look at ourselves, back at ourselves too. And just in general, I mean, the whole point of this podcast isn't for us to, it's educational, but it's also, we're still learning, right? Yeah. So, even, like, I remember this with ETs. Like, I think two years ago, I was like, totally didn't believe in, I did not believe in aliens, but I was like, ah, I don't know, yeah. like, that's a little crazy. And now I'm like fully on board right. and I'm like talking, you know what I mean? I tell my friends about it. So I think we're, we're always evolving and like, obviously, we don't really know. Like, we're just theorizing. Exactly. We're talking about concepts that resonate with us and that feel right right now. But I definitely imagine that um, six months, a year, five years down the road, we might look at some of the stuff we talked about and go, oh. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> yeah, that's cute. <laughs> so, cute and open mind, people. I mean, obviously, yeah, just, yeah, like we were talking about, like, use your own inner vision to see what resonates yeah. with you and don't ever I feel like this has been a big thing for me a big lesson for me is don't ever let don't ever put anybody else on a pedestal and it is really like an internal thing like you're putting that person on a pedestal thinking that they know so much more than you and don't ever put yourself in a position where what somebody else says makes you question or doubt yourself 
in like a negative way where it triggers some kind of fear or anxiety. Cause I've had that before where, cause I do Reiki, for example, I've had people say like, Oh, Reiki is like a satanic, you know, energy mm-hmm. or whatever. And I've genuinely like questioned and like freaked out a little bit, but it was so fear-based. It was mm-hmm. like literally based on the fact that like someone was making me question myself and you just have to ask yourself, what what is your experience been with the thing that that you believe in? Like what I feel like you're yeah you could, the only thing you can really base it off is your own experience. Like my experience with Reiki has been nothing but love and healing and amazing things, and I channel love and God in all of my healings. I'm not out here you know worshiping some idea of Satan or the ego. I'm just letting my I'm allowing myself to be can do it for God and I'm. I'm doing this work and maybe I do find out 10 years down the road that it was some satanic thing and I totally, (laughs) you know, which I don't think that I will. I don't feel like that's very likely, but just the key thing is, is just don't allow people to, because that's really the whole point of freaking what we were talking about earlier. Mary Magdalene, those four pages being ripped Mm -hmm. out, out the first six pages being ripped out. It's about control. It's about fear-based control. Mm -hmm. People don't want you to know that you have the authority over your spiritual beliefs, that you have the authority over your life, and that the truth lies within you. They're trying to kind of sell you on this illusion so that you become afraid, so that you think that you're this, like, little, stupid, unknowing thing. Right. I mean, it definitely creates this dependency because you have to get the truth through them. And if they, if, if you find out that you can just get the truth directly, like you can go to the source directly, like, oh, wait a second, but I was, I was getting, I was making some money off of this deal. I was getting some energetic moolah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even one thing that I bring this up a lot, which I feel like people seem to forget. I don't know why people like, like to erase this part of history in their, in their head. But when you look at, um, religion specifically, christian-based religion in europe in the middle ages they would tell people that you could buy this piece of paper you literally they would sell pieces of paper that would like forgive your sins and save you from going to hell (laughs) so they would make you really like scared and guilty like oh if you've lied like you're going to hell but it's okay just pay us $200 for this piece of paper and then you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. And they literally stood outside of the church, like the, the pastor, like the church people stood outside of the church selling these pieces of paper to save people, supposedly. It's suddenly, and then people are like, oh, the church is just like, like people seem to like want to forget that the church has done some really messed up controlling stuff. Um, it's kind of like overlooked, which I think is really weird. But yeah, so it's just they want you to think that you're the speck of sand on the beach, mm-hmm. and that you're you don't matter, and they don't want you to know that you're the whole beach, and you're the sky, and you're the ocean, and you're the land, and the trees, and the birds, and everything. They don't want you to know that. They want you to think you're just the speck of sand, and that your whole future and existence depends on them, and so. Don't allow that to happen. Like, stay true to what you believe in. If we talk about something that doesn't resonate, throw it out. Because you know what? You might be way more advanced and know way more than we do. Or maybe you'll realize 10 years from now, you'll go, oh, now it resonates. Right. You never know. But just stay true to your path and stay true to your truth. Yeah. That is the biggest thing I can give anyone. That's the best message of this episode. I think it definitely ties back to the theme, which is that you have to have a personal relationship to God because you are God. That's what 
That's what makes the impersonal personal, is when you say, I am God and I'm experiencing this, that's what makes it personal. Otherwise, it is a, it is, it, it, it's an impersonal experience, and then you feel disconnected. Okay, well, on, on that note, I think we should end this episode. All right, well, thank you all for tuning in once again. Have a beautiful, happy Sunday. We send you all so much love and light. And if you want to find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, we'll have all of our links in the little episode description. And yeah, we will see you guys next week. Bye, guys. Bye.